Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Sam Odayemi with Points in the Paint. I am back uh, tonight. Uh, the NBA draft is going on, uh, and we wanted to touch on that as it's going on right now. Um, we also want to touch on a few trades that have gone on these last few days. Uh, so just kind of bear with me. Um, but yeah, uh, good to be back. Um, as we all know, uh, the week kicked off this week. I beat the first trade. Um, the first major trade that dropped was Bradley Beal getting traded from Washington uh, to the Phoenix Suns for Chris Paul. Um, that was probably one of the first major trades that went down. Um, that happened Sunday. Uh, Phoenix is forming a new big three with Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. Um, however, I, on surface, you know, you're probably thinking um, Phoenix might be, you know, the prohibitive favorites to come out the West. Um, but I honestly, in my honest opinion, think that it's going to be like Brooklyn all over again uh, with that big three of James Harden, uh, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Um, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker are both, you know, two guards. They both, you know, they're shooting guards. Um, you know, and they're both dynamic, you know, players. And then obviously Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Um, but, you know, there's just only one basketball. So it'll be interesting to see how that they mesh. Um, and they gave up a lot, you know, to get Bradley Beal. And they were already kind of limited already, uh, giving up a lot to get Kevin Durant. Um, so this team, you know, they just don't have a lot of depth. I think they're going to have to move DeAndre Ayton here pretty soon just to acquire assets and acquire players to play alongside this new big three. Um, I'm sure they're going to keep Cam campaign as their point guard. Um, but besides that, there's just a lot of unknowns with this Phoenix team. I think the biggest thing, too, to look at is um, those, th those three big um, – those players, Durant, Booker, and, and Beal, they've all had injury, um, injury history, been injured numerous times over these last couple of years. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they hold up and just see how everything comes together with Phoenix. Obviously, that was the first domino that fell um, as far as trades go. Um, and that, um, and then there's sure to be more moves to be made. Um, I think the next um, big trade that we saw was Chris uh, Stops Porzingis uh, getting shipped to Boston on uh, a three-team trade with Boston, Memphis, and the Washington Wizards. Um, and Tyus Jones from Memphis, the backup point guard who everybody thought would take over, you know, with John Moran being suspended, he got shipped to Washington. And then the surprise move, um, Marcus Smart, you know, one of the longest tenure Celtics players, who I call the heart of the Celtics, he actually got moved from Boston um, to Memphis. Um, it's a good move for Memphis to get Marcus Smart. You know, he's still – uh, 28, 29 years old. He's in prime. Um, he's a he's a, he fits their their team DNA. He's gritty, tough. Um, he's a point guard. He can make plays. Um, and he could do a bunch of things for them on a defensive end too. Um, it'll be a good fit for them. Um, I get why Boston did it because they're probably gonna have to pay him a max contract as well in, in another year or so. And then along with keeping Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that would have been kind of tough. So I think Boston was like, well, let's just get out of smart while we can um, and recoup whatever we can recoup, um, which was Chris Stops. Um, it's just, uh, it's tough, you know, especially if you're Marcus Smart and his teammates, you just know, um, like I said, he was the heart and soul of that Boston team. He's been there um, since 2014. Um, so almost 10 years there, nine years there. Uh, and so to see him, you know, suddenly just be moved like that, um, you know, it's tough. Um, 
at the end of the day, though, the NBA is still a business. Um, so that's, you know, something that you have to remember uh, uh, that it's a business first at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I think I think both players, I think all three players, you know, that got moved, Chris Stops, I think he'll thrive in Boston playing with Tatum and Brown. I think Smart would be good in Memphis playing with, you know, uh, Desmond Bain and uh, Stephen Adams and um, some of the Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, Smart would be able to, you know, kind of guide that young team. Um, and I think he'll, and I think Smart will flourish as well. And then Tyus Jones, you know, just getting more minutes, getting a starting, probably being a starting point guard in Washington. I think he'll thrive as well. So I think it's a win for all three teams involved. Um, so that'll be interesting to see um, how that how that looks moving forward. Um, Washington's sure to make other moves um, as they already have um, that I'll touch on later. Um, and I'm sure um, teams like Memphis and um, Boston, not, they're not redone retooling. I know Boston definitely not done retooling. So it'll be interesting to see what they uh, what they do moving forward. Uh, you have to bear with me. I got the draft over here. I got Twitter over there. And I have you guys in front of me. So I just got a lot going on. So just trying to keep focused on everything going on. Okay. Uh, another, um, I guess, uh, another trade uh, was, uh, so we, you know, the first trade was Bradley Beal going to Phoenix. Phoenix sent Chris Paul to Washington. And then Washington turned around and flipped Chris Paul today to Golden State for Jordan Poole, which was a big trade. Um, obviously, uh, Chris Paul going to Golden State to play with the Splash Brothers, um, and then Jordan Poole getting moved to Washington. Washington in a full rebuild, so we we get it. Um, and the whole thing with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole getting into a fight last year, I'm sure you guys are well aware of that. Um, one of those players had to go, um, and then Jordan Poole, he struggled a lot this year. He struggled with his role. His All his numbers went down, and he's after getting that big contract extension. People will point to that. I think obviously the fight um, just damaged the trust and eroded the trust in that locker room. And that's the main reason why Golden State probably didn't get a chance to compete for that uh, NBA championship this year. Um, and obviously in addition with the injuries. So you knew um, he was going to get moved. Um, it was more easier to move Jordan Poole than it would be to move Draymond Green. And Draymond Green means more to Golden State, you know, from a defensive standpoint and him being the heart and soul of that defense and whatnot. So, and um, him just being a veteran. So um, Washington gets a nice young promising guard um, and Jordan Poole could slide right into that two guard role that Bradley Beal left. So Jordan Poole would get, you know, he'll get, he, he's gotten paid. He's got he's, his contract extension and then he'll, uh, he'll get his minutes in Washington. So um, we'll see um, how, how that turns out for him. I think he'll have a bounce back year playing in Washington. Um, I don't think Poole's a bad player. I just think that situation was just, um, kind of reminiscent of um, Chicago Bulls a few years ago with Nikola Mirotic and Bobby Portis. We got into a fight and we ended up trading both the players away. I just think a fresh start, uh, change of scenery could be good for um, for all those involved in that situation. Um, in this situation, I think a change of scenery will be good for Jordan Poole and see how he continues to develop. He's only 23 or 24 or so, so very still very young and only scratching the surface of his potential. Um, and I think those are all the main moves right now as far as trades go. Um, there'll be more trades, you know, that, that'll be happening going on um, as, um, as I'm sure as the draft night goes on and it's still moving forward. You know, Miami's gonna be looking to make some moves. They, they haven't done anything yet, but look for them to be active um, as well um, and whatnot. 
But let's look at the um, NBA draft that's currently going on right now. Um, looks like. Okay, looks like the number one pick, obviously, we all we knew what it was going to be. Uh, Victor Wendyama going to, I'm sure I butchered his name, going to the uh, Spurs. Um, that's a good that's a good pick for them. Um, kind of help restart their franchise all over again. Um, and then at this point, Victor Wembanyama went number one to the Spurs. Brandon Miller from Alabama went number two to the Hornets. Scoot Henderson went to the Portland Trailblazers at number three. Uh, the Thompson twins, Amen Thompson went number four to Houston. Asur Thompson went number five to Detroit. Um, Anthony Black. Um, shooting guard from Arkansas. He went number six to Orlando. Uh, Bilal uh, Kulubali uh, from France went number seven to Indiana. Uh, the Wizards took Jairus Walker from Houston. Um, and then the Jazz took Taylor Hendricks um, from Central Florida at number nine. And finally, Dallas at number 10 right now just took Casey Wallace from Kentucky. Um, we all knew Victor Wimiyama was going number one. Um, that was uh, that was uh, that was given um, as soon as the draft lottery uh, went on. Um, so that doesn't surprise me there. And then I know Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. They were both kind of juggling to see who would go um, number who would go number two uh, to the Hornets. Um, obviously, the Hornets already have Lamelo Ball, so they didn't want to. Um, draft another point guard, and then the Hornets also still have Terry Rozier. So Brandon Miller is a six nine swing man. He could, he's a really good three point shooter. Um, that's a better fit in Charlotte um, with Lamelo Ball and with the pieces they already have there. And um, and then Scoot Henderson obviously just slides over to uh, slides down to number three to the Portland Trailblazers. So um, it would be interesting to see what Portland does um, now that they've drafted Scoot Henderson. Um, um, do you think I, I'm curious and I want to ask you guys, do you think that, uh, Dame gets moved or Dame requests a trade? Uh, um, now that, you know, Portland drafted another guard, they drafted Shaden Sharp last year, um, who's a nice two guard and they still have Anthony, Anthony Simmons as well. Who's I'm going to say 23, 24. So Portland's got a young, bunch of young players, you know, I mean, they have Nurkic and they have Dame. Um, so, um, if you're Portland, you know, I think it might be time to kind of move on from Dame just as Washington moved on from uh, Bradley Beal. So uh, just kind of want to hear your thoughts there. Feel free to tweet me and let me know. Uh, um, do you think that Portland should move Dame? Um, all right. And then um, I think um, Tom, I think Brandon Miller too. He made some headlines a couple of days ago. He was saying some pretty, pretty, you know, I'm not gonna say crazy stuff, but he was just saying he, well, he said Michael Jordan wasn't his goat, the greatest of all time, which is, you know, that's his own opinion. Um, the player he did say was goat was kind of surprisingly. He said Paul George was his greatest of all time and um Paul George is a great player don't get me wrong but I would not you know necessarily call Paul George a goat um that's um that's uh <laughs> I mean that's something you gotta 
you have to give to some of the greats. And Paul George has never even won a championship. You know, I don't even know if Paul George is – he hasn't won MVP. He's made some all-NBA teams and made some all-star teams um, and maybe made some all-defensive teams. And he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but to call him the GOAT, um, hey, to each zone. Um, I wonder if that was kind of a smokescreen to get Charlotte to kind of draft him second. Um, and the more and more you, you hear it and now you see how he got drafted by Charlotte – the more you uh, you think that, you know, might have been true. And I, I believe even during his interview, he was even saying how he could beat Michael Jordan and kind of, you know, kind of ribbing on Michael Jordan's competitive nature. So that might have just been a smoke screen just to get uh, drafted by Charlotte. Um, and I think that's um, that's good, you know, if, if, if that's what he wanted to do and play Charlotte. Um, if he's from Alabama, uh, I'm sh- you know, Charlotte's probably really relatively close, is close to him. Um, I know the same thing with the – with Scoo Henderson as well. So, um, yeah, I think that if it ultimately ended up working out for him, then that's good. Um, but, um, yeah, and then number three, Scoo Henderson going to Portland. Um, I'm going to take a look at this Portland roster right now. And I know they have a bunch of young pieces, which I just named there. And, you know, they have uh, Dame and then they have um, – and they have uh, uh, Nurkage. Um those are two of the and Jeremy Grant too, um, as far as as far as veterans go. But um, they just have a lot of young pieces. I know they got Cam Reddish last year, if I'm correct, from um, the Knicks. Um, yeah, looking at this Portland roster right now, obviously they just grabbed Scoot Henderson. Um, they have a bunch of young guys. Danny, John Butler, who I've never heard of from Florida State. He's only 27 footer. Um, Scoot Henderson, obviously 19, Keon Johnson. They still have Kevin Knox, who got drafted a few years ago, and I think he just hasn't found the right fit yet. And he's only 23. Um, and so he um if you're looking at this team now, yeah, they got Nazir Little from North Carolina, who's only 23. Um, Nurkage and Dame are your older guys. Dame is 32, gonna be 33. Nurkage is 28. Um, and then they do have Matisse Tybel, who they got from Philadelphia, who was only 26. Um, and then I guess you still have Justice, and they also have Justice Winslow, who's 27. Um, and so those are your older players on the Portland team. So obviously, if you are going to rebuild, you want to probably trade Dame and Nurkic um, while you can. You can definitely get some value from both of those players, especially for Dame, you know, team. Will take him. You can definitely get some value from Jeremy Grant too. Jeremy Grant's only 20, 29. Um, um, but uh, and and but he's very uh very talented player, and I'm sure he can help any team that needs a, a wing player. He's six eight. He can handle the ball. Um, he's listed as six eight, but I feel like he plays so much taller than six eight. It's times where he looks like he's six ten or something. And his brother, uh, um, I can't remember Jerry and Grant. Used to play for the Bulls too, and he was only like six four, but he was uh, they were twins too. Um, and you could probably move um, Justice Winslow as well, and you can definitely move Matisse Tybel. Um, otherwise, you can keep those guys there. I mean, they're both 26, 27 respectively. But um, if you're looking for a youth movement in Portland, which I think you kind of got to do, um, then yeah, okay. And I just saw that. Uh, Jet Howard just got drafted out of Michigan. Um, trying to see what team took him. Um, I like. I was curious to see where he would go. 
Um, I like him as a player. He's a, he's a six eight. He's got a smooth stroke. Um, oh, don't tell me that was okay. Looks like he went to the Orlando Magic, and that was a pull. That was the pick that the Bulls had that they got from us. I think from the Vucevic trade. So damn, talk about throwing a salt on the wounds there. Uh, he'd be a good piece for us right now. But uh, I think Jay Howard's going to be a really good piece. Um, obviously, his dad's Jawan Howard. Um, reading his numbers now, 6'8", 215. But his stroke is is, is really good. And he and um, it doesn't take long for him to get that his shot off. I think he, you know, can continue to develop. And I think he's going to be a really good piece. Um, I think the only bad thing is he's playing Orlando, um, which is – not bad, but they just have a lot of young players. So I wonder if he'll have the room to kind of grow and develop. Um, and uh, but it will be interesting to see um, if Orlando moves uh, Markel Foltz or they move Suggs or something because they have so many young pieces um, now in Orlando. I mean, you even look at guys like Jonathan Isaac, who was a promising player for them um, um, a few years ago before tearing his ACL. Um, so that'll be interesting. Sorry, I gotta get this <laughs> tweet and live stream. <laughs> All right, I think that's a uh, that's a good pick for Orlando. Um, I, like I said, I like him. I thought the Lakers are kind of linked to try to grab a player like him. Um, I didn't. He was actually projected to go a lot lower, so it's kind of good to see him, um, uh, you know, go at uh where he did at number eleven. Um, but I think he's he's going to be a really good piece for any team. Um, I think he's at the NBA game already. Like I say, 6'8", 2'15", um, can really shoot the ball. Um, so I think that'll be good. Um, that'll be good for him. Okay, let's get back to some of these other players. Um, the Thompson Twins. Um, the first one, Amen Thompson, went to Houston. Um, he's listed as a point guard, and I haven't seen their highlights, so I'll have to go back and look. Um, but he's 6'7", and 199. Um, but if Houston did draft him and then they already have uh, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., then they're going for the philosophy to draft the best available player. And if he is a point guard or, you know, or primary ball handler, then I don't think that you I don't think that it makes sense for James Harden to come back to Houston um, with him being, you know, very ball dominant. I think Houston then has got to continue to ride that that uh, that youth movement, which I think they are doing. And then you hear reports about Harden possibly re-signing in Philadelphia because I don't think um, – and I'll be, I'd actually be surprised if he did go back to Houston after he forced himself out of Houston and whatnot in the situation and then to suddenly come back a couple of years later. Um, I'm like, Houston's in a completely different direction right now. If you're going back to Houston now, you're not going to expect to win unless they, you know, grab some pieces. So um, I think I think uh, Harden might be staying put in Philadelphia, which might be his best move. Um, and I think uh, with Houston, you get a nice, n- nice and young piece. Um as well to pair alongside Kevin Porter Jr. and um, and J- um, Jalen Green. And then Houston also has a big man who really emerged for them too. I can't remember his name now. I'm going to have to look it up just because um, I want to give you guys all the facts. But he uh, kind of is like a, 
a Sabonis. I mean, I'm, I wouldn't even say a poor man's Jokic, but he plays a lot in the high post, but he uh, he helps initiate a lot of their offense. Um, give me a second while I can find his name. Um, and I know, like, they some of the advanced stats and analytics was signal that when off when Houston ran their offense through him, they were more efficient. Um, and um, but I know a lot of times he doesn't have the ball in his hands. These other guys, um, the two guys I just mentioned, uh, Green and uh, and um, okay, his name is Alper Alperine Singun. Uh, he's only twenty years old too. Six eleven, two forty three. Yeah, he um, he was really efficient for them uh, last year. Um, I, and I, I'm trying to see how many games he played. Uh, he played 75 games for them. He averaged 15 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. Shot 55% from the field. Uh, he was drafted in 2021 by the OKC Thunder. By the OKC Thunder, um, and I'm guessing he got moved because um, Thunder have a lot of picks. But he was a he was a good player for them, and he's really emerged um, out um, for Houston this within this last year. So he's a center. And let's not forget, Houston did draft, and I. I just saw his name, Jabari Smith, last year at number, you know, in the draft. He's their power forward. So, yeah, Houston's, Houston's you know, slowly but surely stacking uh, young talent. They have some other guys, too. I have a name, like Kenyon Martin Jr., you know, 22, Ty, Ty Washington, who from Kentucky. I think I remember him a couple of years ago. Um, they got some veterans. I didn't know they had – they got a Jimmy – not Jimmy. They got DJ Augustine, um, who used to play for the Bulls. Willie Cauley Stein, who I was wondering where he where he was playing for nowadays. Frank Kaminsky, they got Boban Manjanovic. Um, those are some um, um, some veterans they have now. But Houston got a lot of young pieces. They have a new coach. I think they just hired Ime Udoka, um, and then obviously their their first round pick last year, uh, Jabari Smith. He was a third. He was the third pick for them. He only. He's only 20. He just turned 20, um, 6'11", 220. So you pair him with Alperine, that's a nice big uh, front court. Uh, Jabari Smith averaged 12.7 rebounds and 1.3 points last year for a rookie. Not bad numbers. Um, played 79 games, about 30, 31 minutes per game. Shooting 40%. Dow improved 30% as well. Um, those, those numbers will improve. So I think Houston's kind of got a good thing going there with their youth movement. So I imagine they'll kind of keep that going. Um, okay. And then if you look at the other um, the other uh, twin that was taken, Asar, Asar Thompson, um, he's 6'7", 204, you know, similar to his brother. Um, but he went to Detroit, and Detroit's got some young pieces too, but they've kind of been building. Obviously, they got Cade Cunningham. Um, they got a couple of cast-offs as well. Um, they grabbed uh, Marvin Bagley Jr. from um, Sacramento. Uh, and then um, they also grabbed James Wiseman from Detroit. Uh, and then they drafted uh, last year, I want to say Jalen Duran. Um, they got Hart, RJ Hampton. Um, they have Hamido Dlao. They used to play for Thunder. Cade Cunningham, like I said, um, Marvin Bagley, um, James Wiseman, um, Isaiah Stewart. They got some young pieces in Detroit. Um, Isaiah Livers. It'll be interesting to see who stays, who goes. Um, they got a few veterans, Corey Joseph, 
Um, I guess you can call me Dole Delisle, a veteran. He's been around for, I mean, a few years, four or five years. Um, and then you, they also got a Bojan Bogdanovich, who I think they need to move um, just for the simple fact is you have all, he's 34. Um, and he needs to be playing for a contender. He's a very skilled player. Um, and there's just no point in him playing for um, <laughs> playing in Detroit when obviously they're going with the youth movement. They're probably building around Cade Cunningham. Um, and whatnot. I, I mean, maybe you want to sh- ship him to like Bogdanovich to like a Miami or something, um, but um, or just a team that's uh, that's got championship that's got championship goals because he he's kind of the odd man out. Corey Joseph, thirty-one, backup point guard. Um, maybe you keep him there for veteranship, or he can go be a backup somewhere. I know a, a couple teams, uh, Phoenix. Could use a could use a point guard, backup point guard. Um, heck, so can Memphis now that they traded uh, Tyus, and then um, maybe Washington. There's some teams that could use Corey Joseph as in the backup point guard role too. So it'll be interesting to see what Detroit does there. But they did just bring in Monty Williams as a coach, so um, that'll be interesting to see um, what happens there. Okay, the next pick, Anthony Black. Uh, Okay, he was taken six by the Orlando Magic. And, yeah, Orlando is just stacked with so much. Orlando and Oklahoma City, they're both just stacked with so much young talent. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like, there's, there's literally, like, they can, go, they can go too deep at every position, and each of those, you know, players are probably under, under the age of 25. So they're just stacked um, with so much talent. Um, Anthony Black is he's six seven one eighty five. He played at Arkansas, um, rated number two in his position, number eight overall. So um, the more you know, Orlando keeps drafting these young players. The more it's more likely that somebody like Markel Fultz or maybe Jalen Suggs, you know, might get moved. I don't know. If, I don't think they're going to move Wagner, Wagner, um, Mo or France Wagner. He's very talented. They're probably going to keep Paolo as well. Boncaro, their rookie last year, um, so. And um, and they still have Wendell Carter Jr. They're they're just loaded with a lot of youth as well. Uh, maybe they package some of those young players together. Like, I don't know, get a star or, or who knows, you know. But if you're Orlando now, you just drafted this and you drafted another guy. And then not to mention they did draft the they drafted a Jet Howard, and that's what we talked about earlier. So now if you're Orlando, you probably want to look to move some of your um. Older players, I'm looking at the roster now, like Jonathan Isaac, who's been hurt a few years, tearing his ACL. He's only 25. Um, they still have Mo, Mo Wagner, France Wagner's brother, who's 26. I think he might get – he can get moved. Um, Cole Anthony, um, who's a backup point guard for them. He's a good He's a good player. I could see him getting um, moved. I didn't even know they had Michael Carter-Williams. I was wondering where he played for, um, and he's there. Um, I mean, they still got Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, uh, so many young pieces. They moved uh, Mo Bamba earlier this season um, at the trading deadline to the Lakers, um, um, but that makes I think, <laughs> but Mo Bamba never really panned out for them like like I thought he would. Um, and I remember that draft too. I wanted him over um, over uh, Wendell Carter Jr. for the. Uh, for the Bulls and the, the Orlando ended up taking Mo Bamba. I'm glad we kind of ended up with Wendell Carter, but we ended up trading Wendell Carter to Orlando. So they ended up being teammates. And then now, <laughs> now Mo Bamba's with the Lakers. Um, 
and uh, Wendell Carter's with Orlando. So it's, it's kind of interesting how everything goes, comes around full circle. Um, Orlando's got a few veterans, Gary Harris, um, who you could probably move um, to a contender. Um, but if you're Orlando, then you, you want to kind of ride this youth, this youth movement as well. Um, so that'd be great to see what Orlando does. Um, and I, I think Orlando still has more draft picks in this draft. Um, okay, let's see. Hey, heck of a time for the internet to crash. Oh, never mind. Um, not too sh no know too much about um the Pacers pick, uh Bilal Kulabali. I know everything the Pacers are doing though is to rebuild around uh Tyrese Halliburton. Um and obviously that's why I think they might move Buddy Healed. Um that's why they made the other moves that they did. Um so um this guy is six seven from France. Um He had a crazy growth spurt from five. He's 5'11 when he was 16, and he sprouts to 6'7. Um, and yeah, 6'7 small forward. I think he um, they're drafting him in to uh, just pair, pair him alongside uh, Ty Tyrese Halliburton. Like I said, Everything Indiana is doing, they're re every they're so they're they're rebuilding their team, it's centered around Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton just made the All Star team uh, just last year. He's a young, twenty three years old, dynamic guard. Um, I actually think, and this is like far fetched, but I think Indiana might try to make a play for THT Talon Horton Tucker. Um, and the only reason why I say that is just because I know him and Tyrese Halliburton both played together in college at Iowa State, and I know they you know they're friends and they um and they were really good in college together. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, let's just say, if um, THT ended up and who currently pay, plays for um, the Utah Jazz, if he ended up in Indiana playing alongside his college buddy, um, Tyrese Halliburton. And like everything that um, Indiana is doing gets to surround Tyrese Halliburton with talent. So um, that will be interesting. Okay, somebody just got drafted. I mean, this is the – oh, um, Grady Dick from Kansas, sparkle, sparkle, red jacket. He just got drafted um, right now. I actually did not want to see him leave Kansas. I thought um, I, I watched Kansas basketball. I wanted him to stay. I get it, though. He's probably projected to go high. Um, I think Grady Dick, he's a great shooter, a great player. He's 6'8". Um, I think the only thing he's really got to work on is his, uh, his defense, uh, but that's uh, depending on what team he goes to, you can you can you can you can learn. Defense is something; it's all about effort. So um, you uh, you it, it, you could teach that. You could teach effort. I'm trying to. I think he went to. Trying to see what team he went to. Oh, he went to Toronto. Okay, Toronto's you know kind of going. You know, um, Toronto's been kind of they're they're in a rebuild kind of move too. I know Fred Van Fleet opted out of his contract, um, so. Um, so that makes sense why they took him. Um, man, looks like OKC took Derek Lively from Duke in the pick before. And Derek Lively's a big man, seven footer out of uh, 
out of uh, Duke, but man, OKC is just loaded with talent. Like I said, they still got Chet Holmgren, who didn't even play last year. And then now you bring in another seven footer. Like these, a lot of these teams that are just loaded with so much young talent, you know, you kind of want to see some of this, this talent get dispersed in the NBA. I think that'd make the NBA better. Um, and because you don't want a lot of these teams that are top heavy, um, but, um, or maybe some of these teams stacked together, you know, a few of their, uh, a few of their, uh, other top talent and then trade for a star. But um, I think Grady Dick going to Toronto is a good move. I think they, it gives them shooting. Um, and yeah, I think that that works out. And they just got a, they got a new coach in Toronto too. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see who else, you know, stays with Toronto. Do they bring back Siakam? Does, does Fred Van Fleet come back? I know Gary Trait Jr. opted into his contract. Um, they still got Scotty Barnes, so I think it's their centerpiece. And Scotty Barnes is probably like 20 or 21 um, and does a lot of the point forward duties for them. So I do think um, now I think Grady Dick is kind of stepping into a good situation. Um, they still have OG and Anobi. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that's a good situation for him. Um, Derek Lively as well going to, um, to OKC. That's, man, that's, that's crazy because OKC is just loaded with talent. Like they had – they drafted a seven footer last year who Chet Holmgren who broke his uh foot and um and now they uh and now they're 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 back again gra- grabbing another guy. But OKC has probably like I can't tell you how many draft picks they have from now until they're they're just loaded with so many draft picks. Like it's it's crazy, you know, how many draft picks they have. So uh nothing surprises me there anymore. Uh, and then I guess Grady, they're interviewing Grady Dick right now. And his parents, his mom played college basketball. I think his dad, I think both his parents did um, as well. Um, I wish I could show you guys his jacket that uh, Grady Dick has. It's all red, which is my favorite color, but it's got sparkles on it. <laughs> it's just sparkle, sparkle. Uh, but congratulations to him. Uh, I know this is uh, definitely an accomplishment for him. Looks like the Pelicans are on the clock next. And um, I think this is their first pick. I think they had, yeah, this is, I think they had a chance. Yeah. The Pelicans haven't drafted yet. And obviously um, everything going on with Zion right now, it's just, um, are they going to move Zion? Are they going to keep him? Um, and see that as I'm saying that they're literally showing Zion on the screen. Um, um, all signs point to them maybe keeping them for a little, another year, but who knows um, anymore? He's missed so many games. Um, I think honestly, if it was me, you don't want to give up on a young player like that. But I mean, if he hasn't shown, I mean, if he hasn't shown a commitment to us, has they shown a commitment to him? I would move him, um, especially if it's more, if he's more hassle than he's worth. Um, I just like me personally, I just love peace of mind, tranquility, you know, in the situation. Um, and then you have, you have, um, you have, um, Brandon Ingram already in tow. So, um, and Brandon Ingram is, is your guy. Number one, I think Ingram is only 25 going on 26. Um, and he's, you know, been relatively healthy. Um, um, so I've, I was, if, um, if I was the Pelicans, I would um, um, I would trade Zion.
and the Pelicans, um, the Pelicans have, um, they have so much, they have so many, they have so many, so much young talent too. Alvarado, uh, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones. Um, they still got veteran leadership with CJ McCollum. Um, so, um, I know it'd be kind of crazy to trade a number one pick. I mean, not even like two years removed, but, um, I don't think it just sounds like to us, like from everything we hear that Zion does not want to be, um, in, um, in New Orleans. Maybe he wants to be in a bigger market. Uh, who, you know, who knows? And I don't know if this is, if this is true or not. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what ultimately they do with Zion. <laughs> yeah, just looking at it. Jet, Jet Howard should be a Chicago Bull, but oh well. I'm 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 honestly excited to see how Wimbyama fits in the NBA. I know it's like he he's crazy seven, his height his height and then his skill level. Um, but I'm glad that he's going to um. I'm glad that he's gone to San Antonio. You know they need a star, and I mean they've just been pretty. Uh, um, um, they're they're they've just been pretty abysmal ever since. Um, pretty much since uh the big 2017, I want to say. Um, so. Oh, okay. We have a trade. So the Dallas Mavericks are going to get Derek Lively from OKC, which is good. They could use a nice big man. And then the Thunder receive Kaysen Wallace and Bertans, who's a shooting big man. Uh, okay, the Pelicans just drafted Jordan Hawkins from UConn. I like UConn, too. UConn and Kansas are two of the schools I watch. Uh, they just won a they won a national championship. Jordan Hawkins is a six six five shooting guard, um, smooth stroke. Um, um, I feel like the Pelicans have a lot of uh, guards as well. So unless they're going to move CJ McCollum, I don't know. Um, let me look at the Pelicans roster really quick. But Jordan Hawkins is a really good shooter. And I think he's – yeah, he's related to – fun fact, uh, he's cousins with Angel Reese from LSU who also won the national championship. So, you know, their family reunions. Yeah, see, look at that. Cousin of Angel Reese. Yep. Um, okay, so the the Pelicans have, you know, Jose Alvarado, um, um, guards. They have Herb Jones. um I forgot they had EJ Liddell from Ohio State. I think he got hurt and missing some time. CJ McCollum, who's their statesman, Trey Murphy, um, CJ McCollum, um, Josh Richardson. I forgot about him. He's been the he's been a journeyman. And I always say ever since Josh Richardson left Miami, he's never been the same. It's just he I don't know what it is, but he's never um but he's probably a guy that they might like to move on from. He's twenty nine. They still got Garrett Temple. At 37, they're veteran. Um, but, yeah, um, they got a bunch of guards. So, unless they're going to move C.J. McCollum, which I think they like C.J., though, for his veteranship. If C.J.'s only 31, maybe maybe you'll uh, 
maybe you'll keep him. But uh, I guess it's not the worst pick. Um, I don't know what else they could have done with it. But yeah, just if they, if they're just gonna draft the best available player, uh, if they feel that Jordan Hawkins, by all means, and take him. But um, everything in New Orleans is kind of clouded because you just don't know what the situation is with Zion Williamson. Um, if he's gonna get moved or not. Um, so now only time's gonna tell with that. Um, touching on that trade from earlier, though, I think that's cool for um, Derek Lively to be going to uh, Dallas to play with Luca, because um, I mean Luca could find him as a lob threat. I think that's um, I think that's gonna be um, that's gonna be good for him, and he'll get and he he'll have he'll have room to, he'll have room to develop. Um, he wouldn't have had that that room to develop. Uh, playing in uh OKC. Uh there OKC has too many young talented players already. Um so Orlando Orlando the Atlanta Hawks are on the clock next. Uh so we'll see who they end up taking. But yeah Jordan Hawkins is approved, you know, all across the board, you know. Man, it's so surreal. Like if you're, you know, you're you're a college basketball player. If you're just anybody, you know, what I mean, I and I mean, I mean, when, whenever I accomplish, you know, things in life that I want to accomplish or things fall into place, I'm excited. But man, just I mean, but like I'm not being televised doing it and stuff like that. Just the amount of emotions that are running through you right now, the you know, the happiness and stuff like that. You know, congratulations to all these, you know. These young athletes, you know, they're getting drafted. You know, obviously, you work hard to get to that point, you know, and to accomplish your dreams or goals. Heck, congratulations to anybody that's able to accomplish their dreams and goals. If you want to be a shoe chef and you become a shoe chef or a fashion designer and you do that, by all means, celebrate, you know, and and, and talk, talk, talk your shit. <laughs> Excuse my French, but, you know what I'm saying? If you work hard to get to where you're at or get to a certain level and you accomplish that level, I mean, celebrate, you know, and enjoy and bask in your success, you know, and that's just, um, and that's just something that we can all kind of, can kind of get from, you know, watching this, you know, just, you know, so I think the Atlanta Hawks are on the clock and they got this pick, uh, looks like it came in already, um, this guy's name is K. Oh, but I yeah I I'm with Atlanta though we don't know if they're gonna keep Trey Young if he's if he's if he's staying he's going um we'll 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 see what what Atlanta's gonna end up ultimately end up doing but. Yeah, let's say they took Kobe Buffkin from Michigan. Okay, Buffkin's a six four guard, so that just also this is gonna fuel rumors that he is probably going to they're gonna move on from Trey Young, and they'll probably keep the Dejounte Murray. Um, as well, Dushunte six four, six five. 
Make the slide over to the two, whatever. Okay, so yeah, I wonder if they might be moving on from Trey Young if they got another young guard. If they got another guard, especially with, trying to think what else, uh, who else they have in Atlanta. I think every draft pick, you got to look at their roster and see what they have now. But uh, it's listed at 6'5". So yeah, and it, it kind of makes sense. Maybe Trey Young is, is, is small. You think he's listed at 6'2". I think he's probably like six feet or so. You know, the NBA could be a little generous with the height, but um, he's um, he's only um, he's only six feet. So you know, he struggles on a defensive end um, with just bigger guards. But this guy that they just drafted is six four, six five. Um, yeah, like I said, another. Unless they're going to go with the three-guard lineup. And they could keep Trey Young and keep this guard on the bench and have a three-guard lineup. And, and this this guy, if he's a ball handler, he's big enough to – or he's and he, he can score. Um, he's good enough to slide over to the uh, the two. And then Trey Young can play, you know, handle the ball. And then Trey Young's such a good shooter that he could slide over too. I think that's um, – that might be a strength for Atlanta is the fact that Trey Young and, you know – can all kind of trade those three guys, Trey Young, DeJunte Murray, and uh, Kobe Bufkin, they all can handle the ball. So you can kind of mix and mingle them interchangeably um, and um, you don't miss a beat. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, what Atlanta does next. Um, they do need, I don't know if they need to get a, what else they need. They do still have DeAndre Hunter and they still have John Collins, but John Collins and uh, Clint Capella were both linked um, in trade rumors earlier so we'll see what happens there and it's crazy looking at the salaries trey young's getting like literally almost double like almost 40 million he must be on the max contract yeah trey young's listed at 6'1 and 164 that's relatively small um by nba standards so he struggles on defense which is rightfully so obviously just fighting over screens and whatnot um, but yeah, I think that pick is good for Atlanta, another, another big guard. And they do decide to move off from Trey Young. Um, um, then yeah, you have another promising guard in the wing. I mean, you also have, um, DeJunte Murray, so he could slide over, you know, to the guard, you know, and he can handle a lot of the primary guard doing guard primary ball handling while the, um, while Kobe kind of adjusts to the NBA or adjusts and, and develops. So a lot of modern moves going on. And I, I still feel like there's going to be a lot more moves before um, when it's all said and done, maybe not tonight, but teams, teams are, you know, it's like an arms race, you know, teams are, especially the contenders like the Miami, like, Hey, we literally were a few games from, from taking Denver. We got to, we got to, we got to catch up to them. Heck, even Denver traded and got some draft picks, you know, and Denver's being smart. Um, and I think, um, 
Um, Denver's, you know, going to look to stay, you know, stay competitive. Obviously, they have Jokic, Murray, and then Michael Porter Jr., um, but they're going to keep – they'll probably lose. I, I could see some veterans retiring. I could see them losing, like, a DeAndre Jordan. Um, I'm not sure if Jeff Green's going to come back. They drafted a rookie last year, Christian Braun, who was really good for them. Um, Bruce Brown did just opt out of his contract. So, unless he's going to sign a long-term contract with them or go somewhere else, um, either or, but Bruce Brown gives them some, gave them some good, uh, good energy and some good minutes. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Miami does. Miami still had to make make a move too. You know, they got to do something. Heck, I want to see what Chicago does. Apparently, we're shopping Zach Levine. Uh, I want to see what happens there. Are we going to keep him? Are we going to move him? Uh, what's what's the situation uh, with Zach? Um, and um, And yeah, um, I mean, there's still so much to be to be said. Chris Middleton just opted out of his contract from Milwaukee. He was due to make 40 million, and he opted out of that. So unless he's going to sign a long-term deal um, with Milwaukee, or he just wants to see uh, what's out there, it'll be interesting to see what he does. But man, just leave a 40 mil on the table. So man, he must know something that we don't know. But uh. I'm interested to see what, what what he does there. I know Milwaukee's got some free agents too. So, um, besides uh, Middleton now, I think they have a uh, Brook Lopez is also going to be a free agent, and I believe Bobby Portis might be a free agent as well. I could be wrong. Okay. Looks like Utah Jazz are on the clock, and they're. This pick is from the Rudy Gobert trade. Um, but they, they, the pick is from Minnesota in the Rudy Gobert trade, which is probably one of the worst trades ever. But Minnesota's been doing, like, dumb shit. Excuse my language. They've been doing dumb stuff for a while. Since the year – what was that year? 2009 year. If you go look at the 2009 draft and see that they had three – they had three first-round picks, and they drafted – Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn, and Ty Lawson, if I remember. Um, somebody fact checked me on that. But they had I and that was a year after they had Kevin Love. They took Kevin Love in 2008. Great, you know, great piece. And then that year they and then the following year, they took those three players. They could have had Steph Curry, they could have had if you look at the draft and the players they passed up there, they could have literally they they could have had I mean Steph and Kevin Love playing together would have been a great piece you know Kevin Love rebounding big at the, I mean that I mean obviously Steph and and then with the pieces they had around them but um yeah they Minnesota pretty much shot themselves in the foot back in that draft and I'm not sure if they've ever recovered from that but I know if you if you want to know anything just look at Minnesota in 2009 NBA draft and Johnny Flynn's a good player he's not bad but they they took him like six overall it took him really high and i think he only lasted in the league like four years or so he didn't last too long he had a bad hip and i think that ultimately um ended his career prematurely but um you know players are always going to be judged in the nba you know relative to where they're drafted like like look at a guy like anthony bennett to the cleveland grant cleveland cavaliers drafted number um one overall and was that 2013 i believe um was he number one pick worthy? No, um, and that kind of hurt him because it put more pressure on him. And 
Um, and then ultimately he didn't, I don't even think he lasted four years. And my phone's going off because my buddy is from Texas and we were talking earlier and he was saying how he, Derek Lively should go to Dallas and he was mad when they did. But then now he just saw what they traded for him. So now he's happy. All right, let's see who's getting drafted now. Okay, the Jazz took Keontae George. I've seen that name before from Baylor. Utah's got a lot of young pieces, too. I was looking at their roster the other day. They have um, Colin Sexton, which I like, Lowry Marketing, which I'm pretty sure they're going to keep keep them. Colin Sexton, they just signed to a deal. Or, or he was, he's on a big contract from um, Cleveland, I think, max contract or so. Um, and then they obviously have THT, Walker Kessler, which has actually um, – um, been a nice surprise for them as a, as a down defensive center, and I haven't seen a lot of him, but I know I've heard his name a lot. He's a good piece for them. So I think Utah as well has got some young pieces. Jordan Clarkson's still there. Um, he could opt out of his contract. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Utah. Um, but they have their their cornerstone is probably going to be Lowry, and, and that's and Lowry used to play for the Bulls. Um, we got him in the Jimmy Butler trade for Minnesota, um, and now. So that's just more of an indictment on the Chicago Bulls. And we don't have a first-round draft pick, so I'm just taking shots uh, right now. <laughs> but uh, but on our player development, because we had Lowry and he never really panned out. And then now he leaves and now he's blossomed. It's like, I'm tired of seeing players play for us. And then um, they leave and then they blossom. So George, um, Keontae George is a 6'4 guard from Baylor. So he's got some size, could probably – and it looks like he's a ball handler. Um, looks like he was their point guard. Utah's got some nice pieces. Like I said, they have a couple of former former Kansas Jayhawks. They have Udoka as a bookie. They've had him for a while, a couple of years. They got Ochai Agbaji, um, who won a championship with Kansas with Braun. He was drafted by Cleveland, and then he was traded for the Donovan Mitchell trade last year. Jordan Clarkson, they got Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn's forgotten, man. He's dealt with injuries so much. Um, they still got Rudy Gay. I didn't know Rudy Gay was still in the league. Talon Horton Tucker, THT. Damian Jones. Johnny Jusain from UCLA. Walker Kessler, yeah, seven-footer from Auburn. 20, um, um, only 21 years old. Um, probably, if you're in Minnesota, you could probably just drafted him and kept him with Towns instead of trading all that for Rudy Gobert. But, heck, what do I know? I'm a professional pretender. Um, and then you still have Lowry Markkinen, who's only 26. Kelly Olenek, um, who they're probably going to trade or move, a veteran at this point. Um, Colin Sexton, they got Toscano Anderson um, and some other guys um, some who I've never heard of before. I <laughs> uh, won't even try to pronounce their names. Um, I'm not sure the coach is either Will Hardy. Um, so, yeah, Houston, um, Utah – and Utah was – you know, competing all season long. They almost made the NBA play-in tournament, too. I think they just lost out the last minute. So, I think, uh, yeah, I think Utah be um, right back in the thick of it. Ooh, this is interesting. The Lakers are on the clock.
I'm gonna tweet while I can. Now they're saying that the Lakers might trade down again. The Lakers traded uh they traded up from from forty seven to forty earlier tonight. So I mean and to um they traded up to they traded with the, I can't remember who they traded with. Indiana. Um but does it was it really I mean the Lakers have always been a team that's always um you know they've always they don't really develop young players. Um, but I think they kind of had to start looking at that too, because I mean LeBron probably has one more season left in them. Uh, AD as well. I think I don't think they're going to re-sign AD to a contract extension just because of his injury history. So if you're the Lakers, you want to start looking at some of your young pieces that you have on the team now. Start looking to uh, start looking at developing them. They drafted Max Christie last year out of Michigan State, and I think he could be a good pick for them. They also have Scottie Pippen Jr. in their G League, and they have Cole Swindler in their G League. Um, their farm system as well. So it'll be interesting to see um, what they do now. Um, I guess there's some good pieces still available. Um, the Lakers are actually linked to a guy. Well, I'm surprised he's not in the lottery, but his name is Amari Bailey. He played for UCLA. I think he's a nice young promising guard. They actually have him going second round. And I thought he was a first round talent, but I think um, – they're saying him going to UCLA kind of hurt him because he couldn't really show off his skill set. But I think any team that does get Amari Bailey, um, he's going to get drafted, so he's not going to go undrafted. Otherwise, I say Chicago should snatch him up because he's from, I think he was born in Chicago. But anyways, any team that does get Amari Bailey is going to get a nice young piece. So it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do with this pick here coming up. I think we touched on. Um, all the picks up to this point. We're officially out of the lottery. Um, uh, who the best available is available? All right, so some p- players still available. Um, oh, Chris Murray from Iowa. He was he was somebody the Lakers have been linked to. Um Cam Whitmore from Villanova. Jalen Hood from Indiana. Oh, as I say about it, the Lakers just took him. Uh Jalen Hood out of Indiana. It's funny, literally looking at his name and then the actual disappeared by his name. Now Miami's up next. Okay, I got to look at this Jalen Hood. Uh, 6'5 point guard, 200 pounds. And if you're the Lakers, you're not going to bring back D'Angelo Russell. I don't, D'Angelo Russell, he's good in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he just does not show up. Um, he got a couple years ago playing for Minnesota. He got benched in that first round series versus uh, Memphis. He's just not the same player in the playoffs and obviously the playoffs is more pressure um there's just um there's just more on the line but he's just not that guy let's see 
Yeah. Okay, so Hutchifino out of I actually pronounced that right. Hutchifino is listed at 6'5", 200 pounds. So he's, you know, he's a good size. Um, yeah, he played at Monteverde, Montverde Academy. That's funny because that's where Ben Simmons and D'Angelo Russell uh, played that. He was the Big Ten freshman of the year at Indiana. Okay, um, that's a nice young piece um, to, to um, for the Lakers to grab a nice young promising point guard. Whether they keep him or not, I think him playing in LA um, with LeBron and so um, so now is good. And even if the Lakers do resign Austin Reeves, who's a you know handles the ball or whatnot, I just think bringing in a nice promising young guard. The Lakers need to go younger. Um, and I think he, you know, he's obviously 19 and, uh, and um, you know, still got room to grow. Um, and honestly, you got to um, really give, um, and I'm forgetting his name, the Lakers GM right now, Rob Palenka. Yeah, you got to give him his, his flowers. You know what I'm saying? He's a really good GM. He finds players like, I mean, I've seen him find players in later rounds um, or just sign guys or pull trades off and, um and just get the most out of uh out of out of everything. Um but he's I think he's he's a really good GM. So um there's definitely a method to the madness. Miami Heat are up next. A lot of people can't play in LA though, whether it's just pressure playing with LeBron. Um, a lot of people don't thrive in LA, so it'll be interesting to see how he pans out. Um, after, obviously, after the draft, the next thing we want to do next is probably do uh, watch some summer league games and and see how some of these guys are acclimated um, to uh, the NBA environment. But uh, yeah. Fino, that's pretty dope. I don't know if you can hear what she's saying, but Fino, he uses this acronym. Um, and Fino, failure is not an option. Uh, that's, you know, that's great. That's just a great way, you know, to look at it. You know, in life, we always got to find different ways to kind of motivate ourselves. And, you know, especially, obviously, being a professional athlete and trying to get to the top of the top, you got to keep finding ways to motivate yourself and keep pushing yourself. Um and whatnot. I try to draw on some of the things that athletes do um, to motivate themselves, to motivate me in my personal life. Um, like Kobe Bryant, that's why I love him so much as a player, um, just because his work ethic and a lot of the things that I've, you know, I can watch him and his work ethic, I can kind of instill in my personal life. Um, like, and I get that from reading some, like reading his book, Mama Mentality, um, and just the way he attacked the game and prepared for the game and whatnot. It was just very moving. Um, moving to me personally okay so there's still a few 
I want to see what Miami. Miami's on the clock now. I want to see what they end up doing. Yeah. Cam Whitmore from Villanova, who I think he was one and I think he's a freshman, but he's still on the board. He was actually when I did my show last year. I'm looking at my notes. I had him. He was he was one of the top players I had. I think they had him going in the top ten. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, he was he was six seven guard, and yeah. I mean, if he falls to a team like Miami, that's not the worst thing that could happen. I mean, a talented player falling low um, is only going to, you know, put a chip on your shoulder and just other other motivation. So we'll see what um what happens there. I think I'm I think I might wait till after the Warriors picked and call it though. Because after the Warriors picked, it's to Houston. And yeah, I actually want to see what the Warriors do with their pick um, now that they traded for Chris Paul. <laughs> to me, draft picks are everything, though. I mean, if I, I a dream job of mine would be an NBA GM, or I'm not even going to lie, I could um, put together a roster and whatnot, competing. And yeah, it'd be stressful and whatnot, but. Um, trying to mesh personalities and playing styles and whatnot. And um, at the same time, building a team that's competitive year in and year out. Like I would be the type of the GM that we never have to worry about rebuilding. We could retool and we'll always be in the thick of it. Um, if, and if we have to tank for a year, I mean, we tank like once every 20 or 20 plus years or so. <laughs> just, you know, just to, just to, you know, just to like clear things, just to bottom things out and then start over. But then we build another dynasty. Like, you know, we just have an empire, <laughs> you know, that's why I say in my personal life now I'm building an empire. So, um, yeah, because you look at the Heat supporting cast, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, and Duncan Robinson were all contributors um, in the playoffs. And all those guys are undrafted. Uh, Max Struess actually played at DePaul in my backyard, which is cool. Duncan Robinson, he's, I can't remember what school he played for. Oh, Michigan, I'm sorry. Should remember that. All right, here we go. Oh, was not expecting that, but they took a Ford. Jaime, what is it? Jaime Hawkes from UCLA. Jaime Hawkes Jr. Okay. Oh, his dad just picked him up. It looks like he's pretty tall, so he would. I'm guessing he could switch. A part of the 2012. Yeah, he, he definitely got some size, and I think Miami could use that too because, you know, sometimes Bam was kind of undersized. He was a Pac-12 player of the year. Okay, so they're getting they're getting somebody who's polished. Yeah. 
Yeah. Everybody wants to know why is Cam Whitmore still on the draft board? Yeah, that makes sense. He just Jay Billis just hit the nail, and Jay Billis has always got like time and things. He knows how to play the game of basketball. Okay, he's not. He's only so he's six eight. Okay, but um, yeah, I think he yeah, he could be a good. He will be a good piece for Miami. He looks like he plays hard. He plays defense. He's six. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Bam. Yeah. Okay, Miami. With the way the NBA is going now, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, see this that play right there. I just watched him dive on the floor and, and yeah. Um whoever gets Cam Whitmore is gonna get somebody um well they had to chip on the shoulder. I could see Golden State. I just tweeted that Golden State's going to take Cam Whitmore. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't have a script. Uh, I'm just going to call it because after that pick, I'm going to I'm going to call it for the show. I don't think I've ever been live for this long before. So definitely, thank you for tuning in with me and and checking and, ch- and checking things out uh but yeah i think uh hot i bet this player is gonna be a good piece jaime uh, i don't want to butcher his name um be a good piece for miami um miami does need a a star though they're drafting players and that's cool but they're, they're gonna need a they're gonna need somebody to come in you know like a dame who knows So the Golden State Warriors traded for Chris Paul, and they got Paul. I mean, they got they got uh, the Tom the Splash Brothers, um, and um, and they have Draymond Green and Kevon Looney, and I mean they still got Jonathan Kaminga unless he got moved. I mean, maybe they want some size. But the, the the that move was made to get under the luxury tax. I'm gonna look at Golden State's roster before they make their pick. Uh... 
I think Dante DiVincenzo might opt out of his contract for uh, Golden State. I think Andre Iguodala's going to retire. They still have Kaminga. Yeah, they got Moses Moody, too. I think I like this next piece I like as well. Hmm. All right, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. I mean, I'm not a Warriors fan or anything, but... team. Brandon Hojinski, Santa Claire. Okay, they got he's young, he's 20. Um, Brandon Hojinski, I want to see what position he plays. He's got to be a forward. Oh, maybe he might be a guard. Yeah, I think this. Actually, yeah, he's a guard. Okay, I never mind. So there's guard six five from um Santa Clara, six five. So that's good size. So. Okay, athletic. Yeah, he's a slasher, versatile scorer. Yeah, he's a left lefty too. That's cool. If you're him too, you go to Golden State and you get to sit behind Steph Curry and Chris Paul, two of the best point guards to ever do it, and and learn. You know, you're never too old to learn. You know, to have that kind of mentorship and guidance coming in, I mean, that's going to do wonders for his development. He's only 20 years old, so I think, uh, you know, you sit behind. You know, um, even if you. I mean, if you're him, you just want to soak up all the knowledge you can get from CP3 and Steph while you're while you're there. Because I think I don't know if CP3 would be there the whole year. They might move him at the deadline, but that would be interesting. Um, looks like Houston's on the clock next at number twenty. Um, I could probably um I could probably live tweet that, but I'm going to call it for tonight. Uh, thank you for joining me. Um, our next task, um, we'll probably just um wait and see. Um, if there's a bunch of trades, I could definitely hop on and um, give my take on them. Otherwise, uh, just stay tuned for Summer League. I'm definitely looking to watch that and keep an eye on for what's going on there. Um, but, yeah, should be a good time. You know, what a beautiful time to be alive. Uh, again, my name is Sam Odeyemi. My information, my Twitter handle is at Mark0220. Uh, feel free to tweet tweet me if you want me to talk about something, touch on something, NBA, NCAA. Um, please uh, feel free to reach out. Um, again, this is another edition of Points in the Paint provided by For Fantasy Sake, uh, and you have a good evening. Take care.